You know, when I think of my favorite images of Jesus, the image that always comes to mind first is the Good Shepherd. In 2010, when Connie Wendleton, one of our icon writers, asked which icon that she could draw for me as a new priest, without hesitation, I said, I'd love the Good Shepherd. Even now, when I pray for people who are hurting, either physically or emotionally, sometimes they're dying, it's the Good Shepherd imagery that I always use. And here we glimpse this this God who knows our name, who leads us beside still waters, who feeds us and guides us, who carries us when we're weak and rescues us when we're lost, who loves us and willingly lays down his life for us. That's the strong image of Jesus that I most often turn to. And all that is still true for me. But today, Jesus offers us a surprising and vulnerable image of himself. Of all the creatures in the world, Jesus compares himself to a mother hen. Not a majestic, powerful, soaring eagle, but rather of a hen who longs to protect and defend and nurture and draw her chicks in close. You know, I've never raised chickens, but Barbara Brown Taylor has. And as many of you know, she is this Episcopal preacher, priest, professor, and author. And she also loves nature and animals, and her home is way out in the boonies somewhere with wild and domesticated animals, and she and her husband, they, they take care of them. And so for people like me who are more town folk, having um, her description gives me an image of Jesus as a mother hen that, that helps me understand. She offers this brief story of purchasing a surrogate hen for an orphan chick. So it goes like this, with humor and compassion. When the purchased hen and I got home, I saved her for the orphan chick. First, I lay on the grass where she and the baby watched each other through the mesh of the cage. Then I placed her inside, and both she and the baby froze. The baby The hen did not move a feather. The baby again, and the hen stayed right there where she was. The baby took a few steps forward to her. I held my breath. The gray hen lifted her wings, and the baby scooted right into that open door. And when I checked on them an hour later, all I could see was a little guinea chick head poking out from under the gray hen's wings. Six bucks. What a deal. Today's gospel finds Jesus headed toward Jerusalem. Jesus knows what he's about. He's already had that important conversation with Moses and Elisha on the holy mountain. And now his eyes are fixed, steeled for what will come. Jesus is not afraid of dying at this point. His compass, it's aimed at all the dark places to confront evil. And so when Jesus is warned that Herod intends to kill him, should he go to Jerusalem, he quickly responds 
saying, and I love this, you tell that fox for me. I'm doing my father's work, casting out evil and healing today, tomorrow, and on the third day, ding, 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 I finish my work. Oh, yes. Jesus knows that he must lay down his life, but I can't help but notice how his tone shifts from tough to tender, even at the mention of the word Jerusalem, lamenting, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it. How often I have desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Despite his deep longing for the well-being of Jerusalem, he cannot protect and prevent her rejection, nor the added human losses that will incur. Additionally, like a mother hen, Jesus approaches Jerusalem, not as a conquering Messiah, but as a lover, open arms, wings spread, heart and feathered breast exposed. It's hard to miss Jesus' piercing sadness, using tender words for those he loves and who refuses his care. God's Son has come to earth to redeem his creation, and even his own people barely recognize who he is, much less the cost. And so for all of us, in big and small ways, we too have experienced the wounding of unreturned love. Deep relationships that are suddenly severed. A friend or a colleague who all of a sudden treats us coldly. And sometimes we get an explanation and sometimes we don't. And especially for some of you parents, you understand the pain of watching someone dear to you who refuses your help. Jesus' emotion echoes parents who have cried in my office, recounting how they helplessly watch their grown child slowly self-destruct with drugs or other things, so-called friends derailing their kids' dreams as they sleep on some stranger's sofa. It's heart-wrenching as they recount all the times that they've tried to bring their child home to a loving embrace and for help and away from the fox of addiction. Arms are open, no judgment, and the child is not willing. And this particular gospel story is here in Lent on purpose. Lent is God's call to all of his children to return. If we would just turn our heads backwards just even a wee bit, and like the prodigal father, he would run to make up all the difference and all the distance that lies between us. And I recognize that all of us here are carrying quite a load. Some known stressors, but for all of us, this sort of vague anxiety. The whole world is absolutely uncertain right now. I mean, maternal hospitals are being bombed. 
our own health and family issues and finances, they cause us worry. And when all our feelings um, spread us so thin and there's just so much going on, we sometimes miss that voice of the mother hen God who calls us to her, saying, kind of like a, a nanny, bring it in, honey, right here. And as we approach Holy Week this year, entering once more into the upper room meal and the washing, the betrayal and the crucifixion, this time, I want to see it a little differently. This year, I want to remember this image of our Lord and Savior as Mother Hen, fiercely defending his chicks, wings pinned to the cross. And whether we recognize it or not, sheltering us from evil even now. This is the beckoning image of a crazy good God who leads only with love, who conquers evil by absorbing it and transforming it, who gently undergirds us, not overpowering our wills, but who understands our situation completely and with empathy and longs to protect and guide us. Today, tomorrow, and on the third day, the cross, the tomb, and the resurrection, this is the work of a singular Savior. The mother hen God who welcomes any and every chick under her wings, no matter how they look or behave. This is the God who opens her heart to all manner of creation, whose nature is always to give life, to restore life, and to show mercy. So when we recognize that we have wandered off the path, having become overwhelmed by all the foxes of this world who don't really ever give a damn for you, I pray that we will turn back to the one whose holy wings are spread wide. So in response to the one who loves us beyond measure and gave his life for us all, part of my Lenten feast this year is to begin each day with the last part of St. Ignatius of Loyola's Susipi prayer. It goes like this, if you'd join me. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen.